I've had so many questions come in about the difference between lip flip and dermal filler for injecting lips that I thought, why not do a show on it? So let's start by understanding lip flip. I have no idea why it's called lip flip because it doesn't flip your lip, but it does do something to your lip. So what's going on? So let's think about what's happening. We're injecting orbicularis oris muscle with botulinum toxin, which we know has two effects. One is that it relaxes the treated area and it also sometimes increases the resting tone of nearby untreated areas. And this I think is at the heart of what's going on with these injections. So we can inject the muscle in two areas. There are two components of orbicularis oris. You've got the pars peripheralis and the pars marginalis. That's where the muscle inserts into the vermilion border. And depending on where you inject, you'll probably get subtly different results. Now, my theory about why you sometimes get an increase in either lip projection or the widening of the lip is because of the two ways that botulinum toxin works. So if, if you're injecting the pars marginalis, the margin of the muscle, essentially that relaxes that area of the muscle, which if you have some hypertonic resting fibers, so this, then you are going to relax that. So even if it's only slight, you should get some widening of the lip. Now, the extra element that I think you sometimes get, you may have some increased resting tone in the pars peripheralis if you've injected the marginal part of the muscle. So that means you get slight contractility above and, a, and the relaxed muscle below means you're slightly pouting. I don't think it's a very powerful effect, but it does have an effect. And the reason I think it has a place is because it's so much cheaper than a syringe full of filler. You can do this with four units of botulinum toxin, get a small difference. Patient can be happy for a while. Is it a replacement for lip filler? No, it's not doing the same thing. It's very subtle. At least you're not going to overtreat someone in the same way as you can with filler. Um, but it's not really a full replacement. It's like getting a flavor of what having slightly fuller lips would be like rather than actually having a procedure that's going to give you that for many months. So that's the heart of it. We're relaxing muscle, causing the lip to look slightly fuller, and it probably lasts for two to three months at a time. You can't keep going and adding more to get a bigger result, or you end up with a floppy top lip, which means you can't say your peas properly, you can't whistle, you can't drink through a straw. And there are many patients who are like, I don't really care about whistling and drinking through straws, but as clinicians, you really shouldn't be paralyzing a functional muscle that we need to communicate and consume fluids. So I don't do that with my patients, but you might need to be prepared to defend against that when they are casually saying, just keep adding more as they often do because they love the result. So in what situation would I use a lip flip over a filler? Um, I would use it in someone who was, so I might use botulinum toxin in the top lip um, in someone whose budget wasn't reaching far enough for filler or they were phobic of filler and they just wanted a small difference. Um, I might use it if they were allergic to dermal fillers, couldn't bear the, the discomfort there are lots of different reasons why it's slightly better to use toxin, but I'd say the most typical patient is someone who actually wants a small difference, not a big difference. And they're actually phobic of overtreatment, so they do something small to give a flavor of it. And then I would often expect them six, nine months later to be a little bit more confident with having other procedures that are more likely to get a better result. The most important thing is I would be underplaying it, not, not telling them they're going to get an amazing result that they can spot from across the room. It's going to be a gentle result with no risk of overtreatment in the same way as filler. And for me, that's where it fits in perfectly. And it's relatively low cost because you're only putting four, four to six units in. So it's affordable, you get the experience, but you're not 
uh, risking overtreatment in lips, which is, as I know, as we all know, that's the number one fear for most people having filler treatment is don't make me look like a duck. And uh, at least you don't have that risk. Does the lip flip work if you've already got filler in? So I think filler, depending on how much is in place, it probably will do something to prevent the muscle contracting quite as much. So it may already have done some of the benefit that you're after with botulinum toxin. But if it's a small treatment, then yes, I think you will get some benefit from botulinum toxin in the top lip. If it's a relatively significant treatment, I think you get proportionately less. But yes, I think you can always get benefit because they are working in such a different way. So it's possible to get additional benefit with botulinum toxin. Can you use botulinum toxin or do a lip flip on any type of lip? Uh, no, I don't think you should do it, particularly in older people, if they've lost a lot of the shape to their philtrum, if the philtrum's elongated, you don't really want to be adding something that's going to make that structure even less strong. So it works better on people in their, you know, 25 to 40 um, who have relatively good structure. Um, you sometimes get a better difference if the muscle is relatively strong and if they have a shorter philtrum, I've noticed. So longer philtrums, um, not as keen on treating them. Just just I think it's proportionately you'd need more to get the same result but just like with all our treatments there are some people who get a better result than others and with experience you'll identify those so it's definitely not a cure-all for any patient um, start small get your experience and then you'll know who to recommend it to does lip flip work well on relatively thin lip patients um, I would say it can help like all of them but I wouldn't say it's a particularly good way to treat thin lips um, it's it you'll always get a benefit uh, of some sort if they have some hypertonicity especially uh, but I wouldn't select them out as a particularly good way to treat thin lips filler is probably better do you ever do a lip flip for the lower lip well you definitely can inject the lower lip with botulinum toxin so and it's often used simply to uh, relax fine lines so you're just treating orbicularis oris in the lower part of the lip um, and it has most of the same effects. So you could still relax the muscle. You could still potentially increase the tonicity of the untreated areas of the muscle. So it may do something quite similar. I don't. I think most people want a bigger top lip. So it's not usually the place we go to uh, in terms of augmentation. So top lip is more effective because that's what a beautiful female lip is more dominant on the top. Um, but yes, you can still get some of the same results by treating the lower lip. Are there any long-term effects of causing a partial paralysis of the orbicularis oris? Um, I don't think there are any long-term because if you stop doing the treatment, you tend to get all that movement back. So long-term, I wouldn't say that there would be. Um, if you are maintaining that treatment for many years, there is obviously this issue which is many patients look at themselves in the mirror and they don't look at themselves dynamically. They're not often are people actually videoing themselves and seeing how their face moves. And you can create a, a, a rather unnatural appearance when, you're, when you use too much toxin in the lower face. So it's one of the things I'm always looking for is what, are the, what does the patient look like when they're expressing? Because sometimes you pick up odd things. And this is actually better to assess in video than in face-to-face -face where your brain, my brain at least, gets over-involved with the communication rather than the appearance. So it can be worth just videoing your patient or getting them to send you a video or at least once a year when you're, if you're doing regular treatments, see how they're actually communicating and if there's anything that looks slightly odd because that's the biggest risk with toxin in the lower face. It just doesn't move quite, quite in the right way. So let's weigh up the risks between dermal filler and lip flip. What's the worst thing that can happen injecting botulinum toxin in the lip? Uh, the tiny doses that we're using mean really what would, what the worst would be as a functional abnormality. So you're unable to speak or eat 
uh, in the normal way. I don't think it would ever be bad enough that you couldn't actually consume fluid uh, or food, but it could be bad enough that you wouldn't want to do it in public. So that loss of tonicity around the muscles, loss of control, so loss of communication. Now, all of those things, if they were bad enough, I've never seen a case that was bad enough, but you can get subtle functional problems when you when you overtreat with botulinum toxin. So, uh, so I always think about side effects and complications in terms of the impact on the patient, not necessarily the physical. Because if you hear that someone can't whistle, that's not necessarily a big problem. But if you're a professional whistler, it might make <laughs> it might make a big difference. That we should get them that uh, that King Louis clip. I would like. How does it? How does he go? I would love to become a professional whistler. I'm pretty amazing at it now, but I want to get like even better make my living out of it so in terms of relaxing the muscle most of it's temporary and it's not going to cause any long-term problems but the psychosocial problems could be big so make sure you do it on your right patient and you discuss the impact before you do it filler has as we all know much more long-term potential risk if you were to get a vascular occlusion that would cause a necrotic injury now those are super rare and Hopefully, you've got systems around you that would allow you to identify and treat early enough so that the actual chance of necrosis is really small. But obviously, that's a very different ball game to a slightly weak lip for six to eight weeks. So uh, I think filler is more risky, but you also get corresponding better results, more long-term results. And that's why they each have their place. So low risk, low reward, and high, higher risk and much higher reward is essentially the equation and why they're not really competing with each other. They're for different patients. So I hope that's helped you better understand these two treatments. Let me know what you think in the comments down below and especially ask other questions because we do get ideas from shows from you guys in the comments. So drop them down below. Mm -hmm.